You're listening to Anything About Nothing, the podcast where we talk about anything and know pretty much nothing. My sing song. This is Michelle Advice Buffet. You take what you want, leave what you don't. What? A whole bunch of stuff has happened with me, so we need to talk about it. That is correct. This is serious. I said not the three musketeers. Are you kidding me? Assertion. (laughs) I have Michelle's shit water on me. (laughs) Captain Morgan on the toilet all the way. Okay, rest in peace, headphone users. Make it special. Welcome back to our podcast with your hosts, Tommy, he, him, his. And Michelle, she, her, hers. Well, I have a question to pose. Something that I've been thinking about a lot. I feel like. I'm ready for it. Are you? I was about to say something and and then I didn't. So I'm ready. (laughs) I was about to be like, is this question just for me or for everyone? But it's for everyone. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. These questions are always for everyone. Okay. This is, this is kind of deep. Okay. So we're going to need to like really delve in. This is probably going to be more like a therapy session. So not multiple choice. Not multiple choice. Okay. Um, Is love unconditional hmm are you asking like in terms of oh that is interesting (laughs) i was wondering if you're like asking in terms of like romantic relationships no just like 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 is this uh either or like i feel like love can be conditional but it's not always expand on that for me um <laughs> cuz okay this is this is what brought me to this question right I um I always make jokes about divorcing Jonathan Mhm and the fact of the matter is is I'm not trying to make light of divorce or anything like that because it is serious but also how many, what's the, I don't even know what the most up-to-date percentage of people being divorced is in today's society. So the reality of the matter is, is we could get divorced someday, but, and, and I don't think that is something to like shy away from, you know, yeah. it, it's okay to say this isn't working anymore. And get yourself out of bad situation. Right. Yeah. You know, Things change constantly. Everything is always evolving. So my whole thought is love is conditional because if one day something, you know, something really horrible happens in my relationship and I'm using me and Jonathan as an example because I don't have very many other. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have like, I don't have kids, you know, I don't have anything other than like my relationship with my husband to base this, you know, off of and how I feel. But it's like, if something really horrible happens and we have this huge difference of opinion and this, you know, wave comes about us and things change, I might not love him someday. And so at that, at that point, it is conditional. Because I love who he is now, but I might not love who he is later. And I kind of feel like that's okay. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think in my mind where I was going with my train of thought and like questioning, is it like an either or? It's kind of like often 
every time like I hear the word like unconditional love or whatever, I associate it with religion because mm. like that's a big thing in Christianity, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like relationships between like family members mm-hmm. and like especially children and parents. Yes. The unconditional thing comes more into play, but also like that isn't a blanket statement because there are many parents. Yeah. Who, for example, may have a queer child. Yeah. And that has put, has made it conditional. conditional. Yeah. And, it, and it's, um, I love you, but. Right. And that's where it becomes like, I think if you ever have to say, I love you, but that's where that conditional thing is in. But I think that, you know, like thinking about you and Jonathan or, um, or like me and Chris or like, you know, partnerships where it's not, you're not bound by blood and (laughs) relatives and stuff. Yeah. It, I think is... I know we're getting really deep, just jumping right in. I feel like parts of it are unconditional and parts are, are conditional, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. Like I think the overarching feeling towards that person to me is almost unconditional regardless of what happens. Cause like that, those memories that, Mm -hmm. that will always be there. Right. But like the actual, am I with you? Do I want to be with you? do I love you after you've done this? Yeah. Throws in the conditional aspect, but I, I don't think that for me, that would negate some of the memories of what was. Okay. If that makes sense. Okay. So this is, this is kind of what I'm hearing is you will, basically you can love someone who they were, but that doesn't mean you love who they are now. Correct. Yeah. Like you said, you love who Jonathan is right now. Yes. That doesn't mean things won't change. Right. And that doesn't mean that the fact that you are married to him or were married to him, Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean like that wasn't love. Right. And so I think like to me, that is an unconditional element that may, right. May not change. Okay. So we kind of just touched on this a little bit, but I kind of want to delve a little bit further because I think it's interesting that you brought it up was different kinds of relationships can also, you know, so like, um, do you have unconditional love for your friends? Well, what about your family? Like friends versus family? Are those relationships different? Do you monitor them differently? Yeah. Is it dependent on who that friend is? Well, and I think like what, what love means in different relationships is very different. You know, like what love means in a romantic relationship is very different than what love means in a familial relationship versus a a friendship. Um, And I do think that just inherently friendships are more conditional type of love. Um, But also, on the other hand, because, because you aren't necessarily like bound to that person. What, what binds you to a person? Well, I, for example, like bound sounds like not good. <laughs> but like, I mean, I, I know what you're saying. You're saying that if you have deeper ties or a relationship that is meant to have a deeper meaning, mm-hmm. uh, like, for example, you are bound to your mother. Hi, Brenda. Yes. Hello, Brenda. Um, you're bound to your mother because, you know, she birthed you. And you have blood together and she raised you and 
you know, all the things that we love Brenda for, right? Mm -hmm. But why does that place more or a deeper meaning on your love? And why does that make that unconditional? Because what if, you know, something happened? Right. And you're like, yeah, no, I can't. Well, and I, I, I was thinking. continue this relationship. I can't have love for you anymore. Right. Because X, Y, Z. Right. And I, that's why I was thinking like in some ways, I think that it can become unconditional or can become conditional for a relationships between family members. I mean, especially like extended family members, mm-hmm. but also like within the immediate family just like looking back at some of the conversations we had surrounding Black Lives Matter. Yeah. And we're like, if, if totally. someone isn't supporting these things or seeing eye to eye with you, right. like you really have to think about if that person is worth it to you. Right. And if that energy is worth it to you. Totally. And so I think like that puts that. So maybe the whole thing is love is never unconditional. Right. If, if the option, if there's always a potential that it could fall apart, then there's never a conditional aspect or an unconditional aspect to it. Right. Yeah. I feel that because, and I also think it's interesting that you mess it, that you mentioned, um, within the church and like Christianity, cause that's all I'm really familiar with is that we always speak on unconditional love and I think the reality is is that all love is conditional because for me at least because I can respect you and I won't you know I I won't I was gonna say I won't disrespect you which is exactly what I just said Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that you can be Ted Bundy and I'll still love you yeah you know, well, and I think another really interesting piece about the Christianity aspect is they uh, Christians often like, you know, say this unconditional love piece and like, yeah, you know, use those passages to like support yeah. whatever. But then Christians also will tell you that will condemn people for things that they're doing. Right. And so you can't tell me that your God is unconditional. It was loving. Yeah. Loving his children unconditionally right and then tell me oh but not this one because of this and not this one because of this right and then it brings in the love the sinner hate the sin thing yes which i truly don't subscribe to um but like i think that the idea of unconditional love is flawed in religion because Mm -hmm. of how they use it right i don't think that it's more so of like used as a weapon as opposed to used as it's used as a weapon, but also used as a blanket of security. Like, because some people will say, mm-hmm. um, oh, I did this, but my God loves me unconditionally. So it's yeah. okay. Forgiveness oh is my thing. gosh, you're you triggering know? me. And so, <laughs> <laughs> this you is know? like my high school education <laughs> all over again. Yeah, it's like used on both sides of, of the conversation. And, and so I think that like, I get really mad when people try to... to tell me how I feel Mm -hmm. and I don't think that it is appropriate whether it's in scripture or not for you to make that judgment of if your God loves someone or not. Yeah. Like that's not, you do not get to say that. Right. And you do not get to say that your God loves you even though you did this. Right. You know? Right. And like, who are you? Right. 
Like, is am I at the gates of heaven right now? Like, what's happening? Right, because because like then, if the you know, we're delving into a the religion podcast, so maybe we shouldn't <laughs> continue. But <laughs> yeah, no, I think this is I think this is interesting. We, yeah, we'll delve we'll further more <laughs> into this on another one for sure. Because I I always I always love conversations and. I appreciate that a lot of the times when we talk about things, we do go into, you know, um, in, go into our intersectionality on these topics because mm-hmm. that's who we are, yeah. you know, that's who we are now. That's how we were raised. Like all these things are so relevant every single time we talk about anything because that sheds light on you know, why we think the way we think. And I think that's important to people that also are listening to this that might not know us. You know, I know there's friends of Tommy out there. What up? That don't know me. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at least it provides some insight. So if someone has something, you know, they're like, well, why are, why is Michelle thinking like this? Or why is Tommy thinking like this? I think that background is so important because, yeah. Otherwise, you have no idea how we were raised and what kind of things we were taught and what we're thinking. Mm -hmm. And that's why I thought talking about love and its conditionality was so interesting because it's like, I think about, you know, becoming a mother someday. And I'm like, well, I'll love my kids no matter what. Like I tell, I think babies are hideous. If you have a baby... A newborn baby, don't send me a picture. Okay, rude. Um, <laughs> I think they're so ugly. I'm so sorry. I really, truly am. I wish I thought they were cute, but they're just not. Don't send me a baby. Um, but Jonathan and I always joke about how I'm gonna. I'm like, I, I think our our baby's gonna be ugly, but that doesn't mean I'm not gonna love our baby, you know. And then, and then I'm like, well. You know, I'm going to love our baby no matter what. If they're ugly or not, they have a cone head or not. You know, if they grow up to be this, that, or the other, like, I'm here to support them. And then I'm like, but what if they grow up to be a serial killer? What if we yeah. raise a serial killer? Yeah. Well, and it's really interesting. I love watching murder documentaries yes. to see the parents. Yes. Yeah. That's wild. But I. I think that it's really interesting that you talk about like our background being important because in this conversation where I started trying to defend unconditional love was rooted in the religion that tells me that it, that it's real. Yeah. But I, now I'm thinking this is like an Excel spreadsheet. The minute that you introduce (laughs) the word and or, but, or these different Uh things to change your formula. Yeah. That's a conditionality. Yeah. Whether you like it or not. Totally. And that doesn't mean that it's a bad thing. No. It just, you know, and, it just we're, is. and we're told that if it's not unconditional love in this Christian culture, it's bad. I mean, not that it's, I guess it's not bad, but like we're, t- I don't know. Yeah. We're like told that this highest form of love is unconditional love. Mm-hmm. And so I do think talking about babies. It's <laughs> hard, right? Yeah. Because I, I don't have a child. So right. I feel like anytime I introduce a topic about something I don't have personal experience with, even though I like imagine that future for myself, I always feel like I'm setting myself up for failure. But that's not fair. Yeah. But I <laughs> I, I was uh, my my dad really loves. Well, I guess both my parents really love watching America's Got Talent. And there was a comedian <laughs> on there who said that 
And I don't even remember the way that he said it, why it was supposed to be funny. It kind of made me uncomfortable at first, but I guess he was funny and I think he made it through. But he said something, <laughs> he said something like to the effect of like the first time he laid eyes on his child, mm-hmm. he was ready to give his life for his child. The first time he laid his eyes on his wife, not the same thing. Not yeah. willing to give his life for really that person. You know what I mean? Because you first laying your, your eyes on your wife, the person you meet, you see across in yeah. the way in the bar, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, I'll give my life for that person. I low-key think Jonathan was like in love with me from the minute we met. So perhaps him, but. But I feel like not for most people, <laughs> you know. I'm not going to be swiping on Tinder and be like, ooh, look at this picture. True. Give, take my life for okay. this person. But building off of that, what if you build a relationship and you have to work towards loving someone to that extent? Does that mean your relationship is deeper than an automatic I don't think that that is a fair statement. I don't think that you should ever have to... I mean, I believe that love is work. That is true. But I believe that uh, working towards this idea of I would give my life for someone is like not not working towards that, but I mean, okay. Or like working towards unconditional love. Like, I don't think that that is real. I think that it's just like... learning to love someone more. Like... Like you just said, I didn't fall in love with Jonathan. I thought he was hot, but now I'd give my life for him. Right. So does that mean that that is like a deeper relationship because I learned more and I fell more in love with him every single day as opposed to this automatic thing? That's kind of trippy to think about. Right. Well, and I think that that's part of the difference that that I was trying to bring up with this this (laughs) comedian was that. I think that love is very different depending on the person, but also, I mean, like who you are as a person, but also depending upon who you're talking about. Because like for this father, Mm -hmm. the way that he felt for his child immediately was like so I can't even imagine that. You know, and obviously we can't identify with that because it's not something we've experienced. (laughs) But but I do believe, like I said, because I've not experienced being a parent, but I have experienced being a child of a parent, and I have experienced seeing the way other parents interact with their children. And I do believe that the minute that you say to your There's queer child... There's wagging going on. It's serious. It's serious. I do believe that the minute that you say to your child after they come out to you is... Mm-hmm. I still love you, but I don't agree with your mm-hmm. lifestyle. You're a sinner. You're going to hell. God, that makes me sick. That is conditional love. That makes me so sick. Do I believe that some parents love their children unconditionally and will do anything for their children and will support them in anything they do? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I do believe that as a general rule, love is more conditional than we think it is. Right, right. I think we want to think that love is unconditional until a condition presents itself right yeah which is something very interesting to me because i don't know my conditions when i really think about it i can't i can't like put pen to paper i didn't do this before i met jonathan i didn't write down um what can jonathan do to to make you 
yeah to make divorce me him not love him to make me divorce him i you know you don't think about these things you think about you know these are the general qualities i want these are the general qualities i don't want and i obviously i'm talking about in a a partnership in a relationship that's a partnership you know romantic or you know whatever but because obviously it's going to be different or Mm -hmm. maybe not obviously but for me it would be different on you know a relationship with my parent or my family member or you know those kinds of things but for a romantic partner a life partner I didn't sit down and write down you know my list of conditions Mm -hmm. in which I because it's for me, it's kind of evolving. Do you think that's also a product of the monogamy that we're expected to subscribe to? Because I know friends, I'm, mm-hmm. I have friends who are in open relationships and it's not like they're out here trying to um, date other people, but mm-hmm. just like as a means to like have more freedom. Yeah. Which uh, RuPaul is in an open <laughs> marriage you are so obsessed i'm obsessed with rupaul but rupaul says like why would you put restrictions on the person you love most you know are they restrictions though restrictions if if like jonathan was supposed was to see some hot girl and wants to go and like have sex with her are you gonna put a restriction on that i think if he was passionate about it we would have a conversation right but i feel like many people would not it's like, you know, like that's a deal breaker. I can see what you mean. And so it's like, it's like, why would you like that? Like, I feel like that sort of mentality of putting a restriction on someone in this monogamous relationship where we've been told the set of rules that monogamy is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And when you break them, it's bad. Yeah. Um, I think that like that is where resentment can start. Resentment can start to build up. But with friends that I've, um, I've observed mm-hmm. with their open relationships, it's not like they're talking about the terms of love up front, but they're talking about the terms of what they expect from the relationship and right. what is okay and what is not okay right? from the get-go. So so you know what you can do yeah, and what you cannot do and like the thing that, that, that would potentially end your relationship. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so, so are we equivocating those roles and those open relationships to these are the conditions of of the love. love i i think like partially i can see the relationship there because right. like i said like i believe that in in terms some because we believe that like love is bigger than the relationship yeah. but i believe that love is also very much a part of the conditions of the relationship because we've already established that for us in partnerships and romantic relationships love has to be grown it's not immediate so right. if that's that's where we're basing this right. off of right now. So in order to build up that trust, build up that love, mm-hmm. I think that non-monogamous relationships are ahead of the game. Because they're used to laying out these rules, being very open right. and honest. Right. I could see that. And, and I don't believe that monogamy doesn't do that and can't do that. I just believe that the expectation is already put on you. I see what you're saying. So you don't think to have that conversation. I see what you're saying. Well... And I think that's why I, um, I'm like, I'm feeling what you're saying. And I kind of relate on like a personal level. Cause when Jonathan and I started dating, we were friends with benefits and there were lots of rules to our relationship. Right. And I think, and that's why I'm, I'm seeing this correlation. It's coming out of me slowly. I'm seeing it because of the fact that there were so many rules and, um, predetermined factors to our relationship before we even decided we were a relationship right 
And so you already knew kind of the expectation yeah. of what was okay. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And everything was said and spoke upon with the basis of respect. Mm-hmm. And so when you build that foundation, right, it's easier or I don't know what the right terminology is, I guess. But I, so I see what you're saying. Right. Well, and I think another part of it is I think it's interesting just like the whole evolution of starting as friends with benefits and mm-hmm. then moving it, you know? Yeah. Like I think that this, like we've said, we believe that love for many people is conditional and in many cases is conditional. In talking about rules of a relationship and how it creates rules for like this conditional love that you have for a person. But I do believe that love maybe has two dimensions, one being the love that keeps you in the relationship and one being the love that you hold for this idea that you have of the person and your life with them. That so like me- this imaginary context a yeah, little bit? like the imaginary context being like Michelle loves Jonathan now. Yes. And will always know that she loved Jonathan now, will always have the memory of loving Jonathan now. Later down the road, Yeah. that may not be there, but like this is always has been there. Yeah. So like that being like the two dimensions. You There's have- lots of hand motions going on. I respect this. Yes. So like we have <laughs> like the past... <laughs> like thing that like is the overarching but then we have like the immediate Mm -hmm. love that keeps you connected and i feel like for me respect and trust are so deeply intertwined with Mm -hmm. love and i think that's probably the same for a lot of people that's true um and you know in the context of relationships like i'm not gonna like have like i'm not gonna have this deeply formed respect and you know, for like an infant, because how can I, how can they show me that they respect me when they come out of my vagina? <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, that's why it's so interesting because there's so many different facets, mm-hmm. facets. But I think when someone, <laughs> when you see, when someone comes out of your vagina, um, the assumed respect and trust is there, but it can be broken. Right. Whereas when you're in a relationship with someone, building up the trust, the love, the respect. It's so weird, right? It's the growing part. Why are these different? But but no, they're not really that different. Because regardless, they can be broken away at any point. And so the the conditionalities of love for many people are the respect and trust. And it's all intertwined. So therefore. So therefore. Love. Love is conditional. Thank you for listening to this episode of Anything About Nothing. We'll catch you on the next one. Make it special.